Guitar has an intimate sound. The guitar is, a, is never ending. The guitar is always a, an instrument that you can learn something about it. I would say that guitar is the most important instrument in, in Latino cultures. Rodrigo Rodriguez, and this is my story. I was born in Quito, Ecuador, South America. Music's been a very important part of my life. I grew up in a music environment. One of my uncles is a very professional guitar player. And when I was nine years old, I remember the day when he came to play the guitar in my home. I remember I used to put my ear at the door to, to have a better reception of the sound. In the darkness of my room, I was listening such a beautiful guitar. And I fell in love with the instrument immediately. The night, I knew what I was going to do the rest of my life, be a guitar player. The first time when I, I put a guitar in my hands, I feel like the guitar was born with me, the, the guitar was part of my body. And in that process, when I was trying to play my dad's guitar, he came in the room. I saw in his face that he was disappointed, he was concerned. He took the guitar out of my hands and locked it in the closet. I remember he says, you're never gonna be a guitar player. Musicians are flaky and broke. You need to go to college. You're gonna be a lawyer. You're gonna be an accountant. You're gonna be a doctor. But you are not gonna be a musician. And I remember that day, my heart was troubled. My heart was sad because I knew that my dad was not going to be part of my dream. I saw the guitar like a little bridge between being nobody and being somebody. I was making a decision in my life, what I was going to do no matter what. So when nobody saw me around, I had a way to open the closet and start to practice hours and hours, teaching myself, I, I can say, teaching myself. And then I got invited by different people in, in, in Ecuador and different cities, and, and I play in in national TV, and that opened different doors. And I remember that my heart was so overwhelmed when I received an invitation to record an LP in Colombia. I was 12 years old when I recorded my first LP. My dream was true. My idea was a real idea to become a guitar player.
30 years ago, I was invited to come to this beautiful country of United States to teach classical guitar at Eatsville College in Dallas, Texas. And then I moved to Orange County, California. In my pursuit of happiness, I found an agent in Orange County and he was going to open doors for me in my career. Every day, he was speaking to me about God's plans, about God's mercy, about God's new beginnings. It scared me to death, the idea of surrendering my life to somebody that I didn't believe existed. I grew up thinking that some smart guy invented God to have control over the people. I didn't know God. God was, for me, was uh, something that I was not interested. I was following my, my God, my own God, which was the guitar. I remember on my birthday, my agent gave me a gift. When I opened the gift, I have to confess that I was kind of disappointed. Who gives a Bible as a gift? In my Latino culture, you don't give a Bible as a birthday gift. You give a nice bottle of wine. He told me if I join him one time, he never will mention again. I remember I asked him, how long is the church? He said, probably an hour. And I was thinking, if I go one hour of my life, he is never gonna talk about God again. It's a good deal. So when I decide to go to church, it's like God was speaking to my lonely heart. 3,000 people disappeared and was a talking between God and me. Everything the pastor was saying made sense in my life. So the next Sunday, I went by myself. And the next Sunday, I went by myself. And I saw in my mind like a videotape. All these years, looking for answers, fishing in the desert, looking for the approval of the people. I understood that he loves me, that I am a valid person in his eyes, that the color of my skin is not important, that my social economic situation is not important for me, that he cares about my heart, that he cares about me as a person. And I accept Jesus. 27 years ago. I understood why he died on the cross for me. All my life, I was trying to be the best. Now I want to give my best. Because there's no competition anymore. It's a playing free. His uh, agent was a friend of mine, and uh, I used to play guitar, a little bit of guitar, and I needed to learn some more lessons, and he suggested, oh, Rodrigo Rodriguez, this is the man to go to. So when I met Rodrigo, I said, um, you know, I wanted to learn lessons, and you know, what did you think? 
And he said to me, well, maybe we should go to dinner and talk about and discuss the technique you want to learn. And when I met her the first time, I was really moved by the way she talks, she looks. The same day, I hear my uncle play the guitar that I knew I was going to be a guitar player the rest of my life. The same feeling I had in my heart is when I saw her, I knew she was going to be my wife for the rest of my life. He took me to a very romantic restaurant. He was making me blush a little bit. He was staring at my eyes. He said, I have beautiful eyes. And I just remember, wow. And, and I also remember there was some music playing in the background. I'd say, hey, who is this? Or he'd go, this is Vivaldi. And then something would come on. I'd say, who is this? Oh, Beethoven. And he'd name symphonies and all these things. And I was just like so amazed. But come to find out, I think he was making up some of this stuff, but it was very impressive to me. So, uh, well, I guess I was lucky that day because, you know, they were playing most of the music that I knew. Probably I, I make it up a couple, couple of composers. Yeah, I have to confess that. This is how the guitar lessons went. I received one lesson and then we were married three months later. When we married 27 years ago, still I was looking for uh, different things in life, different opportunities in the world regarding music. Having many, many expectations, I was a, a very immature believer. I knew the truth, but you know the problem that I in my heart, many years, that I was not ready to surrender everything to the Lord. One of the more amazing things that happened in my life is that God used her to teach me unconditional love, real love. Love when you are good, love when you are bad, love when you are rich, love when you are poor. Yeah, I think that we feel like we're on assignment. We're, we're, our first assignment is to love each other. And the second assignment is that there's something higher to share with people than just natural love, to, that there's a supernatural love, that there's a godly love that transcends our natural love that, that we want people to know about. And of course, that's Jesus. You know, I've sat in many auditoriums and many concert halls and many every place with Rodrigo, whether he's playing small crowds, large crowds. And always when he plays, I can just feel people just feel him play the guitar. And part of that is this. It's his whole heart that he plays with. Every morning when we get up, this is what we do. Have, we have to have coffee. That helps us to hear God a little bit better if we have a good cup of coffee. We have coffee. We well, have, she's joking in that one. Well, no, I don't know, honey. But we have <laughs> coffee, and then we just say, what's the Lord doing? Where should we go? Who's he trying to touch? Well, I go wherever the Lord send me. I'm ready. I love to be in ministry. I love to share the news through the music and be able to communicate to the people that God's amazing God. God is a God of restoration, new beginnings, that His love endures forever. So I'm ready to go.
I cannot describe what an honor is for me to serve the Lord with my own gift. I ask him, Lord, send me. I'm here. I am available. Only one goal, share the gospel, share the good news. You don't have to be a guitar player, but you have to have the, the heart to serve him with your own gifts. When I think of the word musicianary, I think of music with a mission. Guitar used to be everything in my life. How much I produce, people are going to like me more. How much I possess, people are going to like me more. And music became, in my life, a way to proclaim, a way to share the difference between Rodrigo Rodriguez 30 years ago and Rodrigo Rodriguez now. Jesus changed my life forever, never be the same again. If I have a message for my younger self, I will tell him, you see, God gave you the amazing gift of music because he knew that someday you will give it back to him.
Good morning. It's a great honor to be here. I want to thank Pastor Patrick for inviting me. I want to thank my Lord for allowing me to be here. I personally don't think God has God coincidences. So I'm here for some reason. The Lord opened the door for me to be here today. Thank you for watching the, the video about how God changed my perspectives, how God changed my goals. I come from a very poor family in South America. I saw my mom and my dad always struggling financially. I have another brother and five, sister, five sisters, so we were seven in total. It was a difficult time because dad lost his job and we were struggling financially. I remember telling mom why we are so poor. I don't like to be poor. I want to be like my friends in the school. They go on vacation, they have a nice home, and Christmas they have a nice gift for, for them. What about us? What is the problem? Complaining myself. So when I saw the guitar, I was thinking I'm going to practice the guitar and make a lot of money. Mother, I, someday I'm going to buy a beautiful house for you, the biggest house in town. I want to be happy. You see, the problem with the kind of thinking is pursuing happiness is an illusion. The world trying to give you happiness more money you make, more money you will spend. It's an identity problem. 
the world treat you according to who you are, what you have, what you dress, what you drive, how you look like. That's happiness. Uh, uh, happiness. But on the other side, joy. Joy is not for selling Nostrum or, or, or Target. Joy comes from, from the heart of the Lord, direct to your heart. It's like a umbilical cord. The joy of the Lord that transcends all human understanding, the peace of the Lord. But I didn't know God. They took me to church in Christmas and Easter. I remember when I was a little boy, my mom took him to, to church. And I remember the, 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 the priest saying, you never read this book, the Bible, talking about the Bible. This book is so sacred that I am the only one allowed to open the book. You don't open the book. You don't read it by yourself. That is a sacrilege. That's a sin. So that's why nobody in my family never have a Bible. They never opened the Bible because you were condemned if you opened the Bible. So I grew up, you know, like the video said. I made up my own little God when I was a little boy for my own glory. God created music for his own purposes. God created engineering for his own purposes. God created doctors for his own purposes. And nurses for his own purposes. Everything that God created is for his own purposes. And when people use their gifts for their own glory and different careers and different areas, even they become very successful, they become very lonely. That's why it's, it's an example. So many actors, so many rich people in Hollywood with a $20 million Beverly Hills mansions, with a membership in the more expensive country club, with the beautiful cars and mansions and all this stuff, they commit suicide. They kill, they kill themselves. Why? Because there's some emptiness in their life, something that nobody can fill it up, except a relationship with the Lord. God gave to his children different gifts. He gave me to me the music, Praise you, Lord. He gives you different gifts. I don't know if you are a doctor, engineer, a gas station worker, a nurse, a mom, a father, an accountant. I don't know. But he expects to, our gifts get used in God's kingdom. But like I said a few minutes ago, I didn't know the Lord. So when my friend took me to Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, Pastor Chuck Smith, He mentioned Matthew 16, 26. What a profit is for a man to gain all this world if he lose his own soul. And that was really directed to me because all my life I was trying to accomplish my own goals. The happiness that I never was had when I was a little boy. I want to accomplish my own happiness, my own glory. Practicing long hours in the guitar. And I have to tell you this from the bottom of my heart. I used to hate music because music 
lost the beauty of the music in my heart. It was a competition. I saw another guy is playing better than me. Oh, no, no. This guy is not going to be playing better than me. He's faster than me. No, I have to practice more, accomplish my goal. That's it. The world teach you. Be the best. Be first. Do it by yourself. You can do it. Push you. And push you to do things the best. First. Second place is not a good idea. First place. But the Bible said, blessed are those poor in the spirit. It's totally contradictory. Blast of those poor in the spirit is a humbleness. I don't have to be the first. Lord, I need you. I can do this without you, Lord. But the world is not going to teach you that. That's why it was a very difficult in my life. The music, because no matter what I was achieving, I want more and more. It's a sickness, it's a hunger. I played the first, I remember the first time I played with a symphony orchestra. One night before, I was not able to sleep. Uh, tomorrow is the more important day of my life. I'm going to be playing with an orchestra. I practiced three months of my life, a 15 minutes piece with the orchestra. The next day I played, some people came. That was good. Everybody go home. And I was by myself. I lost three months of my life. You see, in, a, in an orchestra, it's two people, two, two, two elements. It's the director and it's the musicians. What's happening if the orchestra don't have any director? The musicians are going to go so horrible because nobody is directing them. The hand of God is our orchestra director. His plans are perfect and beautiful. He sounds amazing. He gives the, his plans a new day, a new song in our hearts. I was missing that important part of my life. When I see these beautiful young ladies playing worship today, I said, wow, they are so young and they are in this place worshiping the Lord. When I was 20 years old, I was traveling the world in my crazy ideas to accomplish my own dreams. Waste of time. When I accept the Lord Jesus in Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, I said, Lord, are you here? Please speak to me because I need you. I want to have a relationship with you. It's not about to believe in God. Is about to believe what he says also. So the day when God came in my life, Jesus came in my life, he cleaned up this whole thing. But I have to say that in the beginning of my relationship with the Lord, one of the more difficult things for me was to surrender all. Surrender is an ugly name. It's an ugly word for me, surrendering. I used to say, God, I'm going to surrender this part of my life. There's another part I can't surrender to you. It's, I like it too much. I'm going to keep it this one. And the Bible said that God wants all of you, all your mind, all your soul, all your heart. He gave it all, and he expects all from you, all from me. And when we don't have this kind of relationship, so, Lord, I'm going to surrender this part of my life, but this one I cannot 
then it's like you're walking half. It's not an understanding the, the God's plans are more perfect than us. When I accept the Lord Jesus, I ask, Lord, please use my life in your kingdom. And today I'm here because the Great Commission is so important in our relationship. We live in a very difficult times. Mark 16, 15 said, go, go preach the good news all around the world. Use young gifts to do it. Instead to be an entertainer, I am, I am a musicianary. I don't entertain more people. I don't want to give it the false hope of their happiness. I want to present to them the gift of salvation through Jesus, through my guitar. Look, I, I, I'm not a pastor. I never went to seminary. I'm just a guitar player. But I know inside of my heart, John 3, 16, and I do believe in that. And that is enough for me to go in the world. I say, Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready, brother? Are you ready? Do you know Jesus? And you don't have to travel thousands of miles away. You know John 3.16. You know the Lord. You know the miracles. You know that God transferred you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of, of light. You know that. And you have to share that in your community. In the backyard of your community, in this country, so many people don't know the Lord. And we are called to do the Great Commission. My life, when I became a believer, it used to be Sunday morning, going to church for one hour, and the rest, until the Lord really attracted my attention. I said, I have to step in. I cannot be a watcher. I cannot be a spectator. You see, when you go to a, a football uh, game or a baseball game, it's the spectators and it's players. I don't want to be a spectator. I, I, don't, I want to be a player. I want to be playing in the, background, in, the, in, the, in the court. The Bible says that the harvest is big, the workers are few. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's so exciting for me. It's amazing. I cannot describe to you when I go to countries in the world and I grab my guitar not to entertain people. It's to tell them, I'm a Jesus follower. Are you? And present the... the Look, I don't have the gift, I don't have the power to change people's life. I'm just the mailman. I deliver the mail. They have the option to open the mail or just break it and throw it in the garbage. God never told me you're going to change people. He said, you're going to be my ambassador. You're going to be my agent. Go, tell people about me. In my journey, I've been in different countries in the world, four times in Cuba, different countries in, in South America, Singapore, in Malaysia, Indonesia, Korea, Philippines. I just came back from a two-week trip from Romania and Albania. I have to tell you, the more incredible trip, that was amazing trip. Very emotional for me. 
we have the opportunity to play and to witness to Ukrainian refugees. What are I going to tell them? Lord, please, what are I going to tell these people? You see, it's easy to believe in God when your checking account's good, your health is good, your children are good, you have a good job, beautiful home. What are I going to tell these people? They lost everything. They don't have nothing. They live in their beautiful country with a luggage. They don't know where is mom and dad. Some of the kids are, 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 are dead. Some of the daughters are raped. What are I going to tell these people? Are you going to tell them about happiness? I'm going to tell them to ask God for a, a $10 million mention? That I'm going to tell everything is, 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 is you, you are supposed to be so happy in this world? Ask God whatever you want. He's going to give you, like, he's your own assistant, your own private bank. I cannot tell them. But I told them, in the midst of their pain, God is still there. I don't have the answer that he has. And if he's allowing this in the world, it's for his own purposes. I have opportunity to, the, the, the young lady that spoke, that translated my, uh, 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 from English to Ukrainian, she told me that she was almost a week and a half in the basement of her home with very limited food and, and, and water with her mom and dad. She's traumatized. She heard the, 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 the tanks, Russian tanks going around, bombs all over. She showed me photos of her little house. There's no house. The town is a ghost town. You know, I, I saw a lady that looks like my mother, very short lady. She was grabbing, holding my hand, crying. And of course, I was crying. What are you going to tell these people? That was a very emotional for me. When I came to the United States, I had my, my shower, hot shower, go to Publix and buy any food. Go a Burger King and bigger and buy a bigger hamburger in the world. And I said, Lord, we never felt in this country where these invaders came and threw a bomb in our homes. I never feel in Ecuador some country came and destroyed everything. I don't know what is that. These people know very well for years they were uh, by the, uh, conquered by the Ottoman Empire and then by Nazis and then by Russians and then by thousands of, 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 of wars. So brothers and sisters today, we live in a country that we can congregate each other. We live in a country that, that we, we have a place to get fed. This is a hospital, a spiritual hospital. We come and worship our King, our Lord. In another countries, we, they cannot mention Jesus because they die. In another countries, where they lost everything. When I became a believer, Pastor Chuck Smith 
sponsor me a crusade in Quito, Ecuador. I called my mom and dad. I said, mom and dad, I know the truth. I said, what, what, what are you talking about? What truth? I said, I know who is Jesus. I know Jesus now. So we did a big crusade in Ecuador, sponsored by Calvary Chapo Costa Mesa, around 13 years ago. We did it in the Bullfighters Ring Arena. You know what is a Bullfighters Ring? You know what is that? But without the bulls, of course, you know we did it. My friend Raul Reese did the, 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 the preaching, the teaching, and I did the music. Around 3,000 people came to the Lord that day. I was praying, Lord, bring my father, bring my dad. My father, I, never, I didn't have a good relationship with him because I guess I disobeyed him. I, I, I spent many years of my life trying to impress my father. I never did. He never told me, son, I'm proud of you. I was looking desperately in my heart for my God's, for my father's approval. Never did it. And when I was talking about, about the Lord to my dad, he always, he was very defensive. He used to say, son, I don't want to hear it. I'm a good person. I don't go to bars. I don't get drunk. I don't do drugs. I'm good. And you know what? Probably he was a better person than Hitler. Yes, I understand that. But when God compares our goodness with his goodness, can we come to his level? That's why we need a savior. And my father and me always confronting. He came 10 years, 10 years ago to spend time with us. And lunchtime, I said, Dad, you're getting old. You need to receive Jesus. Son, this is the last time you're going to tell me about it. I'm a good person. I'm in peace. All religions lead to heaven. So that day, I, I decided to never mention him again. I was forcing him. You see, people is going to ask for a savior when they need a savior. My father, he thought he doesn't need a savior. I was forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do. See, Romans 10.9 said, if you confess with your, with your mouth and believe that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It's very difficult to do that for some people. It's like when you go to the doctor, and the doctor, the first question he's going to ask you is, what can I do for you? Well, doctor, I don't know. I don't have any pain. I'm okay. I'm strong, healthy. I don't know what I'm doing here. Well, the doctor is going to tell you, well, in that case, nothing I can do for you. But if you go to the doctor, doctor, I have a pain in my arm. My leg is hurting. I have this, and the doctor is going to prescribe. When you accept that you are sick, when you accept that you are a sinner, when you accept that you need a savior, the mercy and the grace of the Lord come upon you, come upon you people. And my father never wanted to accept that, that he was sick spiritually, that he was like a zombie. He was alive. Walking the street, 
pero he didn't have any life. So that day I told my wife, I'm never going to mention that again. Instead of that, we're going to pray for him. In that day, we start to pray. Father in heaven, have mercy on my father. You see, it's two kind of prayers. The first prayer is, let's pray to God to see if just in case he's not busy. Hope he's not on vacation in Florida. Let's pray just in case. The other one is a prayer with conviction. Father, this is under your will. When Jesus told the apostle, go and share the gospel, he was saying the whole human, humankind, we are not asking God, give me $10 million home. We are asking, Father, have mercy of my father. Have mercy of my children, of my brother, of my sister, my mom, my daughter. Change the life of my people. And that is a genuine prayer that God is going to answer. When he went to Ecuador, he has a stomach ache in the night. Mom took him to the hospital. He was with a deadly kidney cancer. I was in Singapore when my mother called me three in the morning saying that my father passed away. I miss my father very much. I was crying, I was grieving in the, in the hotel. But then my mom says, but also I have to tell you that three days before he died, he called one of your friends, one of the pastor's friends in Ecuador, one of the guys that helped you with the crusade when you came here. And he confessed that he needed a savior and he accepted Jesus and he got baptized in the living room of his home. So I know I'm going to see my dad in heaven, but not because he was a good man. Not because his goodness. I'm going to see him in heaven because he confessed that he needs Jesus. So I encourage you today, when I'm playing this little song, that you close your eyes and you pray for your people. Pray for your mom. Pray for your children that don't, they don't know, that don't know Jesus. Pray for your sister. Pray for your daughter pray for your neighbor God answered the prayers God is a faithful God so when I'm playing this beautiful song great is thy faithfulness have a moment and pray from your heart pray knowing that you already receive it
A few years ago, 
I got a very uh, unusual invitation from a lady in Cincinnati, Ohio. She was saying, Mr. Rodriguez, somebody gave you CD, one of your CDs to my son. His name is Corey. He's 15 year old and he's dying with cancer. Would you pray the possibility to come in my home and play for my son? I go wherever the Lord opened the door. I've been in maximum security prisons, hospitals, wherever the Lord sent me. So I felt in my heart the Lord was leading me to there. I arrive in Corey's home. He was so happy to see me at the door because he recognized my face from one of the CDs. So he used to say, Mom, play the guitar CD in the morning. That's why mom called me to come and play for Corey. Corey was very ill, tumors all over his little body. He was in very big pain. In one of his uh, fingers, he has some kind of morphine for the pain. He was, sh he was shooting himself some morphine. So I was playing 10,000 reasons, I was playing his favorite hymns and he was smiling, so happy. And then pain came and he was shooting the drug for pain. That was very difficult for me to see him in such a pain. I have my own boy, so who father wants to see his boy in such a Awful agony. After 45 minutes that I played the guitar, I came to his bed and I told him, hey, Corey, do me a favor. Please say hello to Jesus for me. He looked me in the eye. He said, I will. He died three months later. But the amazing thing of the story is that I went to ministry to these people. But they ministered to me. Because when I was talking to Corey's mom and dad, I saw something amazing in their faces. I saw the peace of the Lord. They were not complaining. They were not saying, really, God, you're taking my only boy? They were not saying that. They were accepting by faith what God was allowing in their lives. And that spoke to me with a, an incredible way. Because I'm a complainer. If the plane get delayed, I complain. If it's raining too much, I complain. If it's too sunny, I complain. I remember when my daughter was 16, she was giving us big trouble. I was complaining to God. God, I am in ministry. Give me a perfect daughter. I don't want this. 
later I understood that he was forming my character through my little girl. So that day, I spoke to my heart in a such a powerful way, and I changed even the way how I pray. I used to pray, God, give me this, show me this, change this, treating God like my own genie. Instead, now I said, Father, give me the peace of your spirit. Give me the compassion. Give me the love. Give me the understanding. Let me see people through your eyes. Give me the patience. Because that's all about. Our citizenship is, you are not an American. I'm not an American. Our citizenship is in heaven. We don't belong to this world. We belong to heaven through Jesus. And sometimes in this difficult world, it's so difficult to be uh, uh, ministering and witnessing with love and compassion. So that was an amazing opportunity for me to learn how is the real prayer to the Lord. song that I have in my repertoire called Via Dolorosa. I know that you notice that when I play the guitar, I close my eyes. And it's not necessarily that I want to impress people playing the guitar with my eyes closed. It's a sign of reverence. Is a time of worship. I'm not an entertainer anymore. When I used to be in the secular business, I used to have my eyes very open because if I make a mistake in the guitar, the next time they are not going to hire me. But today is not a pressure anymore. It's a time of worship. I close my eyes. If I make a mistake, God loved me with my mistakes. He's more, more interested in my heart to worship more than my 
perfect performance. So when I play the song Via Dolorosa, I can see in my mind 2,000 years ago. And Jesus walking in the streets of Jerusalem with a heavy cross. Roman soldiers playing drums, marching him to Calvary. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. It is finished. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to die for 60% of your sins. The 40% you are on your own. Be good. Earn it. Jesus paid for all our sins, past, present, and future. We are saved by his amazing sacrifice. So that's why the song is so important. Because it reflects the beautiful love of Jesus in our lives. Because he knows your name and he knows my name. That's why it's so important to reflect in the sacrifice of the Lord.
please sing with me. I love you, Lord, and I lend my Lord to worship you, oh, my soul. song this song I uh, record many years with the city of Prague Philharmonic in the Czech Republic it's a beautiful CD with hymns guitar and orchestra do you have it available at the door if you feel like you want to give a donation and if you don't have any money still Please grab one CD. Blessed assurance. Weather will change. Economy will change. Presidents will change. But God never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And just in him I put all, all my trust. Have a blessed day. Thank you for this honor to worship together our beautiful Jesus.
Thank you.